Welcome to episode 286 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and I have Chuck Joyner back on the show. How are you doing, Chuck? I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks so much for having me again. I don't oh. know why you do, but I appreciate it. Oh, you are always welcome to be here. We always have a great show every time here. So speaking of great show, Ben Wethick, great to see you. How are you doing? Looks like you're at the lodge. Yeah, I, I, I'm at the Lodge D Virtual. Love that place. Uh, staying, yeah. yeah, staying the war, staying warm with the all too real snow. Yep, cold weather's upon us. Ben, um, I didn't, and, I didn't know you spoke French, Ben. That's that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and cold weather, I know, is in 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 uh, Jeff Gammon's uh, neck of the woods. How you doing, Jeff? It's not that cold. No. <laughs> okay. Oh. It's been sunny all day. My windows are still open. Okay, well, it's it's going to be warm and dry all week, uh, and I well, and I am doing well. We're going to Jeff's house now. Sure, yeah. it's just rainy. I mean, here, you so. know, you get fed. You might have to remind me, but you'll get fed. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and welcome to the last show of 2023. This is uh, this has been a just a fantabulous year. I've got a few new stories and some hot breaking news as well as, uh, we're going to kind of talk a little bit of year in review, see how, where things were with Apple and, and technology and all that fun stuff. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll have a lot of good conversation, uh, with the, to this show here. So, uh, so let's hit a couple new stories here. Uh, first story, uh, Lowe's, which is a, one of the bigger home improvement centers, uh, is out there is, is, is finally has come to the, the real world and now it's accepting Apple pay. Uh, Lowe's home improvement stores across the United States have finally started accepting Apple pay. It's been available. Uh, it, it has been available in the Lowe's app and the Lowe's website for some time, but the company never put it into their actual stores. So they were a holdout of their retail locations. Uh, so they, uh, they did uh, finally got, got that in place and, you know, it's it's good to see and uh now the the loan holdout is what home depot and and walmart right right jeff yep yeah yep and kroger uh kroger's been slowly rolling out um apple pay support their their king supers brand here in colorado um many of those stores have apple pay now but yes kroger is a slow adopter too so it's good. Good to see. Uh, uh, you guys, have any other thoughts on this? It's just, I guess, more of a PSA. Everybody, you can go to Lowe's now and use your, and use your Apple Watch and Apple and an iPhone to, to use Apple Pay, which is a good thing. Yeah. Well, let's let's not forget that Walmart is not there yet either. Yeah. Who knows if they ever will be? <laughs> yeah. The way they go. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. I said, Walmart and, and Home Depot are the two big ones that are still left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're, we're pretty much at the point where uh, if you want to see what payments were like in the early 21st century, you go to Walmart for the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. any big retailer that isn't uh, fully supporting contactless payment at this point should be embarrassed. Yeah, no. yeah, not, this, this, not just this well, not just embarrassed, but also the idea, and and I know. We've talked about it plenty of times on this show, but it's a more secure way. And that's the part that always gets me. The convenience is one thing, and there's no question about that. But the security of it is is where is what I don't understand why they don't get that part. Yeah. Oh, they get it. It's just not uh, uh, important for them because now they're limiting how much information they're collecting on us. The information from us is more valuable to them than protecting our information. Yeah. And if the Jeff, in fact, you, you're right. You're probably right. Yeah. In fact, I'm actually able to get, I actually get emails or not emails, but receipts added to my Walmart account uh, every time I use my card because it recognizes the number. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, good. It's good news. I was just going to say that on a, on a kind of an alternate, uh, but has to do with Apple Pay. 
I found it interesting the other day. I just got an email from my one from one of my bank accounts saying that my debit card had been removed from Apple Pay, and I'm like, hmm, I didn't do that. And so I went and looked at uh, my wallet, and sure enough, the the debit card is still in there. I'm like, okay, I better call the bank, make sure that there isn't a, a fraud or someone's got access to my account or a fraud. So. Of course, uh, I, I uh, made the calls and had to go through at least three or four per people to, for them to finally talk to somebody that, that, that even knows what I'm talking about. And, and he basically just boiled it down to, no, we don't see that it was ever removed. I don't know what that is. And I looked at the email, you know, you, like you always do. And just, just, a uh, uh, a tip here. The first place you look is look what the email address is in the, in the actual, uh, email that came through and it, it looked legit. And then, and all the links were legit. The phone number was legit. And so it just, I guess I reacted up to, okay, some, how their system was glitched. And, um, I deleted the, uh, deleted the email and moved on and lost, uh, oh, 30 minutes of my time. <laughs> so, uh, so, but, uh, good, good to see that the Apple pay continues to progress. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking a lot more about it because, you know, we're, we know with Apple card and a lot of changes coming in, in 2024, you'll we'll definitely be talking a little lot more about it, uh, in the future here. So, uh, one other story I wanted to hit before I want to talk about the big story here. Uh, the, there's been a couple, there's been interesting, uh, speculation here. And this is, uh, this is actually a story in nine to five Mac, uh, that, the uh, HomePod, there was a prototype that was leaked showing it with a, it's a, the full-size HomePod with a touchscreen LCD on the top. And there's some images here showing this. Um, and this prototype was shared. And and I I, I, I guess the images have been corroborated and, uh, and they had some independent sources to confirm it. Um, so it does show on the screen, there's actually a screen showing actual interaction where you, you know, like how we have the HomePod now where it just, shows the the image flashing on and off to telling you that it's working. Um so I kind of wanted to just kind of spin this as a okay this this they've been we've been speculating this for a while that, that potentially there's going to be a homepod with a screen you know with 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 Amazon in there and 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 their echo with the pushing the echo show and then Google with uh with their Nest uh, uh screen and I'm I'm surprised that Apple hasn't got into this just yet uh, with the HomePod. I mean, they obviously, as and Jeff, we've always talked about the fact that the HomePod has always been a pain in the wazoo when it comes to its configuration and not working. What What are your mm -hmm. thoughts? I think is this something that you think is going to come to fruition? Are they going to have some sort of screen, whether it be like this one we just see now, or maybe like a like an Echo Show? It depends on the direction they take Siri, I think. And uh, uh, right now, Siri still focuses on sending you to your iPhone for information. I mean, right. there's more that, that it can give you verbally, but it still pushes you to your phone. So if they want to change that so that it can just be a thing where if you have a phone, it'll push you there. But if you have a HomePod with display... It could just show you the information. Okay, sure. Then, yeah, th they'll they'll go that route. Whether it would be just a screen on top of the HomePod, that seems absolutely ridiculous to me. It yeah, un unless the intention is to have it show information that is not related to searches or or other Siri requests. Still, what would the purpose be? So, I think if they do it. It's it's because we see a big change in how they want us to use Siri, and it will go on uh, more like an Echo Show type format where you have a screen that is more facing forward. Yeah, what do you think, Chuck? Is this, this something that you think it's going to have come come to us? I, I I think it is. I I'm with Jeff. I don't I don't know. I mean, I've gotten very accustomed to the concept of my apple my my apple my oh, my iphone being sort of the 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 screen for siri and for the home pod and for the smart home devices and everything and if you if you kind of think about it a little bit differently then it makes a lot of sense why your phone could do that because first of all it, it's a lot put it's a lot less expensive yeah. To instead of having to put screens on everything, 
it also falls into design benefits and uh, upgradability benefits and a lot of things. So at first, I was disappointed that we didn't have something uh, of like a screen of some kind on the HomePod. And the more I've I've used it, the more I've kind of gotten that the concept into my head. Yeah. So, what I mean, what would you want on a HomePod screen? Do you want it to be like an Echo Show where it is constantly bombarding you with with things that you really don't care about? Um, you know, or now I can set up my I can set up my Echo Show to show me um, headlines, but inevitably it seems to take on a mind of its own and show me things, not only what I'm asked to see, but also that they want me to see. Apple, I don't think, would do that because I don't think they're as anxious to sell me everything under the sun. At the same time, you know, that that would... It, uh, I can see it being beneficial if it would show me just things that I really want to see. But then again, that's what my iPhone's for. So... Yeah. I I don't even know that I want a screen on my HomePod. Yeah. I mean, I I I um I'm looking at an Echo Show I just got for Christmas with uh, and I have the the Google the Google Nest screen next to it. So I I wanted to get kind of a, a really a, a, a the feeling of both the devices. Um the good thing with yeah, the right you're right with the Echo Show. I mean, it bombards you with everything unless you go into the into the app and actually you just shut everything off. And that's what I did. I have it set so it's putting some random you know pictures that they have of, you know of different things around the world, and it's got the clock and the date. And I, I'm 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 actually pretty happy with that because it starts seeing things popping up and all kinds of stuff and videos and all that stuff. I mean, if I want to watch it, I'll I'll, I'll ask it and well, you could go ahead, you could show it to me, but. Don't don't be bombarding me with this stuff. And I think Apple mm-hmm. would probably go to that direction uh, when it came to to the HomePod uh, with that. Um, let me bring you in here, Ben. What do you what do you think of this? Um, to be perfectly honest, I think there's a reason that it stayed in just uh, the prototype stage. I, I think they tried it out. It really didn't bring any value to the product, and it probably raised the price. Yeah, it could. But the the thing is, you know, these these Echo shows, the low-end models, you can pick them up for 40 bucks. I mean, it's I know Apple doesn't like to be in that market. They want to have a a high-quality product that it isn't going to cost that much. But you're right, because they want the speaker to be the, the focus of what it is, and that's what the HomePod always has been. Uh, but I think this is going to be something interesting to see where this goes. Um, uh, and I'm anxious to, to to find out where we go and if it happens, because uh, I think it's a market that Apple needs to continue to needs to explore because they're look they're, they're expanding their services that we've talked about much many times. Uh, that uh, uh, that that's the fact that it it, uh, it does have that. So uh, it's uh, it, it's something I'm you know I'm interested in, but I'm sure many people are as well. So, um, Dave, let's go, Dave, oh, go I, I, I'm, I'm curious just for the group here, what, what are your, what are some of your, not, uh, what are some, what are some of your primary music speakers? I have HomePods and I have a Sonic move and I have the Sonos move as my primary speakers that are in my room here that I spend a lot of my time. Uh, okay. I mean, I have a home theater down, down in my, down in my basement, uh, that, that gives me sound there, but I mean, when I'm up here most of the time doing stuff and, you know, I've got a TV in the, next to me here, I've got a HomePod pair, which is giving me uh, the, they're, the, those are awesome with the sound with the first gen of HomePods, of course. Um, so that's what I have. I, I don't know what, what you, what the rest of you guys have. Um, like Brian and Webb in the chat, oh, I thanks. used a stereo pair of HomePod minis. Okay. Yep. I, I have a stereo pair of HomePod minis in the bedroom. Um, and in the living room, I have a single first gen HomePod and, uh, and a Polk soundbar. And then here at my desk, I have audio engine A5s. Yep. Okay. The reason I, yeah, the reason I ask is exactly what I thought. Now, taking away the, the, um, the Apple devices that you all just mentioned, and and I'm I'm thinking I also have some Sonos as well as well as my A5 Plus is back behind me, um, and I have a 
more than a couple JBL flips. <laughs> None of those have have screens. And so we get into this thing, and I, and I think it goes back and validates what Jeff said about what Apple's going to do with Siri. But if you're buying something as a speaker, you don't it doesn't matter if it has a screen. If you're buying it as something else, then maybe it matters. And that's where I think you have to get you have to start asking the question, what do you want HomeBod to be? Right. Uh, that's a valid question, Chuck. I, I think the use case for a HomePod changes when you put a screen on it. Um, for example, I do have an Echo Show on my desk, and I have it set to mute and not listen all the time. So it's more of a smart screen sitting here, and a smart screen that I can unmute if I want. Right. But it's just here showing me information that I want to see all the time, yes, I could have a stand on my desk where I'm doing nightstand mode with my iPhone, but I'm oftentimes doing something else with my iPhone. So having that smart display sitting here on my desk that I can configure to show me whatever I want is really mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. So you, that, but that's an echo. Jeff, do you, I mean, it sounds like you're not having the experience I am. So maybe I need to take some lessons from you on how to configure it. So it's not constantly, I mean, I just walked by it this evening uh, on my way through the kitchen and it said, you know, ask me what you want to eat next. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you need to go into the display settings and basically every week because they're pushing out little updates yeah. that add new settings that enable stuff that you've previously disabled with other settings. So it's essentially turning back on, but under a different name, something you've already disabled. So you do have to go in and turn off, like, I don't want to have suggestions for anything and I don't want to see related whatever and, and just go in and look for stuff that's enabled in the settings and turn it back off. It's basically advertisement whack-a-mole. It to yeah, it's totally that. And and that part I really, really don't like about the Echo Show. When it's doing just the stuff that I want, it's really great having this here. And um, if they're, if I'm doing something where I want to be able to interact with my Amazon account, Without grabbing my phone, I can unmute this thing and just talk to it and uh, and see where shipments are, whatever, and then put it back into don't don't listen, don't speak mode. Okay, so it sounds like is it, I mean maybe this is an opportunity for a HomePod with a screen because you just I mean all you did right there is just encourage me to unplug the darn thing or just ignore <laughs> it because you know I, I'm not going to go in every you know every week and reset the settings I mean that 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 feels a little too much like checking my spam email box it, yeah so. it, it's a it's mm -hmm. a stupid frustrating thing yeah yeah I mean, I've got the I've, I've covered the camera I, you know it's got the camera cover on the on the show mm -hmm. and I've got it I got the 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 echo muted so it doesn't isn't going to get a voice when i want to talk to it i'll turn it on because my sonos move has has the, the the echo capability too but i keep it muted and if i want to use it then that's fine but then i go downstairs i have an echo b uh th thermostat which has built-in echo so that goes um so, so we're, we're, we're i'm i'm absolutely crazy having all these all over the house here with the different different platforms but hey that's me but you know th but that's the thing you just have to you, you uh, and in this case, I think I, I I'm liking now how this Echo Show is set up because before I had the second gen. Now this is the third gen now model that just came, uh, came out too long ago, the small one. And you know, I was like, oh my god, this thing's gonna be bombarding me. I'm gonna have to turn it face down. I don't want to see this. But now it's perfect. It it, it dims. You can put it in do not disturb. Then then it, and it leaves you be. So, so you have the five inch screen. The, the three inch. I think is is this one. Okay, I, I have the five inch, inch screen. screen. Yeah, there, there it is, right there, on the camera. There, that's the. I th no, that's the five inch screen. This is the five inch. This is the newest one, twenty twenty. Yeah. I, I so I, I, I have the, I believe, previous generation, the second gen version of that. Yeah, I had that one, and then this one came for Christmas this year. So, so we we'll move that one down to the kitchen, <laughs> the old one. 
anyway, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. That's for sure. Um, let's move on to the big story that's been going on the last two weeks is the Apple watch. Uh, the, the Apple watch started where it was, uh, there was, there was a bit of a, a tiff with, uh, with a patent infringement, uh, when it came to the blood oxygen. So we've talked about that at great length last week. Uh, and then the ban did go into effect after, uh, uh this, this week as we record, um, and, uh, Apple did take the, uh, the, the series nine watch and the, uh, uh, the ultra two off of their website, as well as they stopped selling it at their retail stores, which was kind of freaky. And you go on, see, uh, go on their website. There's no mention of it except the Apple S Apple watch SE. And that's it. And I'm like, who wants that one? So, uh, so that, that was kind of uh, interesting. Um, we got a number of, I've got a number of articles in here that, that talked about this again, but the big thing is, uh, they, it did, it did resume. They were able to get a stay, uh, with the, uh, uh, with, uh, the IETC and there's, there, there's an, uh, an appeal in the appeals court, to see if there's going to be allowed us to be going on beyond uh, the time it's, they were asked. So they got up to January 10th of 2024, uh, to continue to argue this case, um, and they did, they did, they did pause it. So this, this has to be a pretty serious, uh, matter when it comes to, uh, where it was at. So it just returned as of today, as we record this. So, you now you can once again, purchase an, an Apple watch series nine and ultra two again. Uh, and, uh, so there's a number of things are going on here. The, 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 the fact that, uh, that, the, that, that they are, have this dispute and there's been a lot of other chatter about this, uh, on, on, and, and as far as what this has been going on uh, in total here. So, uh, I'd like to see what your guys view of this of all the news that's happened through this week. And I'll start with you, Jeff. Um, I'm sure you've had some, you've had some opinions to what's been going on with this whole mess. And, uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say about this. Well, I, I was surprised that, uh, the, the white house didn't intervene. I, okay, I was not. expecting that to happen. Um, and, uh, um, still Apple getting an appeals court to say, okay, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and temporarily stay the, uh, the, uh, important sales ban while we work through this. That makes sense to me. And, um, my guess is that between now and the 10th, there's a lot that's going on behind closed doors to, make sure that the ban doesn't go back into effect. Oh, there, there has to be. And Oh yeah. The, 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 they're talking about potentially Apple is still continuing to pursue a software update to avoid this import ban altogether. Um, since they've been given a stay that, you know, there's, there's no saying the, where this is going to go if they don't um, uh, do something and work something out with Massimo. Uh, that's the company that, 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 that created this technology. Uh, and there's also been some speculation of the fact that maybe one of the, uh, an email that was that Tim Cook had sent could have cost possibly caused this lawsuit. I think an article there talk about that. It was some legal documents going way back to like as late as long ago as 20, 2013 about the, about this. And the Apple watch hadn't even been on the market yet because it, I don't think they even had this tech. They didn't have this technology until the series six. So, uh, so yeah, it goes far on that, that email that back. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, am I jumping ahead? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, on the email thing. I remember reading something about this and, uh, and I totally accept that I might be misremembering what I saw. I thought that that one of the people from Mazima reached out to Tim Cook and said, right. "Hey, here's this thing that I can help you do," and uh, yeah. uh, and then yeah. Apple's like, "Sure, come on board," and uh, and then he was there for a while, and then left, and it sounded mm-hmm. like it was a a mutual thing where, or when I say mutual thing, an Apple thing where Apple <laughs> said, "You know." This isn't working out. Bye, and uh, and off he went. So whatever happened in between all of that, uh, that's pro- that's my understanding. Where the uh, the whole email thing is causing a problem for Apple. So where did the guy get the information that he used at Apple? At 
did he steal it? And if so, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. I don't think he stayed with Apple very long either. Um, no, long enough to get some stuff spun up and then and then he and, was gone. So, I mean, does that mean that he helped spin some stuff up and then Apple's like, holy crap. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. pretty sure this isn't his info to share. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and send him packing. I mean, I could totally see yeah. that being a thing. I'm speculating here, people, just so you know. I have no insider yeah. information. Yeah. Chuck, why bring you in on this? What, what what have been your thoughts about this news going on all this week, the Apple Watch? Oh, you know, it I I I, I was disappointed that uh the White House didn't intervene. Um, I think it's it's kind of telling that they didn't intervene, but now the appeals court granted a stay at least to continue this. Yeah. So I I feel like there's a lot more to the story that maybe we don't know. Um, you know, we've we've talked on my show and here too about, you know, the politics and and tech and how tech seems to be the big bad right now. And not just Apple, but you know, any of the big tech companies mm-hmm. for any of the reasons that you can imagine and some you can't. And so I just wonder if, you know, if that was playing to a certain faction, you know, with for political reasons. I mean, it it just it felt like it didn't make a lot of sense um, to 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 take one of the nation's largest employers and, you know, make a decision against them for something that is still in dispute. So that that's about all I can add right now at this point until, until we hear more or see more. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Uh, what about you, Ben? You've had some thoughts on this. Yeah, I think this is going to get done before the 10th. Yeah. Um, quite frankly, this has been a shot across the bow for Apple. Uh, nobody expected this to get this far, but it did. Um, thankfully the, for Apple, the appeals court, kind of bailed them out during one of the hottest, one of the most important shopping uh, weeks of the year. Um, yeah. I mean, especially with uh, re- return, thir- re- uh, return day, AKA boxing day and the rest of the world coming up or already having passed. Uh, but um, honestly, we're at a point where uh, Apple is being treated like a three trillion dollar company yeah and, you got a, and not you got big not, pockets you could afford this <laughs> yeah and not the underdog it was during steve jobs yeah no i would agree with that statement mm-hmm. for sure jeff you had a hypothesis that's i, I have a hypothesis and this and this relates to uh to chuck questioning why didn't the white house step in and uh <laughs> and veto the ban here's my guess they didn't have to look at this from the perspective of what impact will this have on the company, Apple. They were looking at it from the perspective of what impact does this have on U.S. citizens? And if it had been iPhones, I think the White House would have jumped in right away and said, no, no ban, because that would have a significant impact on all of us. Since it's an Apple Watch, yes, it it can be a life-saving device. Yes, there's a lot of value in this device, but it's not like the iPhone, where if uh, if that was pulled from the market, that would be a a, a serious, potentially serious problem for sure. for the citizens. Since it didn't reach that threshold, they just didn't do it. They didn't even look at yeah. it. Yeah, it's big enough to make a point, uh, but not big enough to uh, do any do any lasting damage. Yep. Okay, so if I were going to argue the point or try to educate the White House, they can probably mm-hmm. use it. Um, yeah. Yes, I agree with you, Jeff, on the iPhone, but you are taking something away from the the American public that is potentially. Uh, I'm not going quite going to say life saving, but it's 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 health related. It's something that will mm-hmm. will theoretically assist you in being healthier, 
and yet you decided to shut it down again without a final decision being rendered. I think if Apple Watch was classified as a medical device, it would have been a different story. It, however, is not. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. But then um, don't, they, don't they look like they have their pants down around their ankles, given that the mm-hmm. appeal board or the the appeals court removed the ban or stayed the ban anyway? I don't think so. Because it's no. it's not a requirement that the White House actually looks at any of these bans. They, they mm-hmm. have the authority to do so, not the requirement to do yeah. so. So, um, you know, staying out of this one and leaving it just to the courts. Sure, I can totally see that. And uh, and it's easier for me to say that because I'm not in a position where my Apple Watch was at at risk because my Series 8 is working just fine. Yeah. Okay, fair point. Again, fair point. You know, the other thing I'm going to bring up too is not even a year ago, uh, the other company was was uh, wanting to sue Apple, a live core, with a very, very similar type of patent infringement. And we, we talked, and then this has been talked about a year ago, that this was, the, this, the same thing has happened. And uh, you didn't hear too much about that one, uh, because it, it never came to be, because it, nothing ever happened in this band. So this this new one obviously had must have been pretty serious to, for to get to that point uh mm-hmm. you know, in the comparison uh shout out to to our friend Jim Ray who posted uh, this in our in our in your slack chat on uh, Mac Voices Live it caught my eye here as we were chatting here from Techdirt uh, there's got a really great article about uh the loss loss in the latest Apple Watch patent battle the ITC loophole creates a mess so check that there's a mm-hmm. link in our show notes here Really good write up, and it's very very brief here, and also has the uh, the stay that 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 Apple filed uh, with the ITC is in there, and you can kind of see it. it's only two pages. So, uh, but yeah, check that out. But yeah, that, that that's this thing too. There was there was there was this was talked about a year ago, and both these companies have been battling it for for obviously years because going all the way back to 2013 when. Um, uh, when, when, when they were, were looking at this. So why, why all of a sudden now we're at 10 years later, uh, it's finally coming to this point. So I, I, I think maybe they got, they, they got some raring to go here to, to, to get this going. I'm not sure. The legal system moves slow. It does mm-hmm. 10 years. That's a long time. <laughs> uh, so, um, for now, you can still buy an Apple Watch. It's back, um, I, and at least for the next few weeks here as we record. And uh, I think I agree with you, Ben. I think this they're going to get to work on this, whether it's a software fix or or if it's uh, going to be just let's let's settle this. Yeah, I mean, now that Apple has a chance of actually losing this, they're going to do the, the company thing and just write a check. Yeah, I, I would hope so. I, I'm assuming that part of Apple's argument for the stay was that they are acting in earnest and good faith to resolve this issue uh, outside the courts. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that would make the appeals court much more inclined to say, all right, we'll, we'll give you a stay. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, you also don't see Massimo challenging that stay publicly too much. No, no, um, a couple comments in the chat. Thanks for mentioning earlier, Ben, uh, youtube.com slash in touch iOS. Great to see Webb Bixby in the chat as well as, uh, Brian F and, uh, Cletus. He made a good comment. It's uh 6.4 billing. This issue goes away and the Apple watch gets more stuff. Yeah. Uh, that, so why not? And both companies that we're dealing with are both medical companies. So, you know, granted Apple is aiming this. The, the Apple watch as being a device that does a multitude of things, not just medical does fitness and other things. So, uh, you know, they'll, I think that they will, they'll, if they're going to work it out. It's just a matter of, I think, uh, how much at this point. Mm-hmm. Dave, the only thing, the only thing that scares me about that is what kind of precedent does that set? Yeah. Now in, in this case, it might be something that, Apple or we don't see as precedent setting, but how many other companies are going to potentially sue Apple to try to get purchased? Yeah. It, 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 they're kind of the I mean, work, just, right? 
Yeah, it just mm-hmm. it feels like I I can understand why this might be a good fit to purchase, um, mm-hmm. but that also I don't I don't know that it's an admission of guilt because I don't think it it would be. Um, I don't know it, it it's a tough it's a tough decision to make, you know, as to what makes sense to do in a situation yeah. like this where mm-hmm. you could just buy your way out of the lawsuit. Yeah. But I agree with you. Then if they give in to them, then who's next? <laughs> you know, Apple's a big company and they can afford it. Let's, let's, let's go after them for our thing. We, that we question. So I well, agree depending with you. on the size of the company, um, Apple could just easily grind them into the ground yep. through the court system. Yes, they mm-hmm. could. That legal yeah. team they've got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apple has all the money. If, if, uh, mm-hmm. if some smaller company showed up with a lawsuit saying, uh, Hey, you know, you're totally infringing on these patents that, that we own and, uh, and what are you going to do about it? And they're hoping the, the answer is how about if we just buy you? And yep. instead Apple says, wow, sucks to be you. <laughs> and then the filing <laughs> start. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and move on from this. Uh, let's hope uh, this just, just, just kind of works its out, way out, and uh, we'll see what happens. Um, next, I want to talk a little bit about, there we're in the topics this week, uh, beta iOS 17.3 beta 1 continues. Uh, I'm pretty confident that this is probably going to be released in January um, next last year, uh, uh, in, uh, or earlier this year, I should say, when 16.3 came out. Uh, that's about when they released it, so... Uh, notably, we've talked about a lot of the features that are in 17.3, which would be the stolen device protection. We went through that at great length of our, our last show. So you want to go back and listen to that. You can hear more about those details about that. Um, and, uh, and also with the, the smart, the play, the play, the Apple music collaborative playlists, uh, those are the top two things that are really standing out. But I think the stolen device protection is just, it, it, if anything, this is a, a version of C Apple needs to get this released because, uh, it's, uh, it, it, it is a very, after, uh, after us covering the, the, the Wall Street Journal article from Joanna Stern, that was, uh, that was pretty disturbing to, to see that, the, how r- ridiculously easy this was and, and, uh, it shouldn't be happening. So, yeah. um, the, the, uh, next thing I want to do is let's just talk a little bit about uh, the Apple's year in review. It's well, we're at, this is our last show of the year. And, uh, there was, there was a lot of things that happened this year, um, that were, that were, that was a big standout. And I like to kind of hear what you, what you guys think has been the, the biggest thing, uh, that happened. Um, I, I, th- I think, uh, Notably, an iPhone going with the USB-C on the 15, the 15 mm-hmm. and 15 Pro probably is the, probably the biggest standouts this year. Um, and, um, of course, the whole chatter about the, the green bubbles versus uh, blue bubbles. I don't even want to go down there with that. Mm. With that. I've been avoiding that story. It's just, it's just, just crazy stuff here. Um, and um, HomePod, the, they surprised us with the HomePod with uh, – uh, the return of the, the the full size they may camp come back this year seems like it's it's holding its own but i think the notable thing is where we'll be anxious to find out more about is is, is the vision pro um is uh i know this is not going to be something that any of us will probably be purchasing i'm sure you'd like to go into a store and maybe get an op- opportunity to see it um but um I guess I'll start with you, Chuck. What, I mean, Vision Pro, is that something that are you interested in? You want? I'm sure you want to see it. I think we all want to see it. Um, but I know it's not something that's going to be in your budget. Uh, you know what, Dave? I've, I'm not prepared to say that yet. Um, no? Okay. I'm, I mean, it would be something that, you know, I would it would put a dent in the budget. No question about that. <laughs> but, you know, we, we all are still doing all this rampant speculation. True. And, you know, Apple Apple has told us only the things that tantalize us. Um, and also, I and I would think if I were Apple, I'd, I'd only be telling us about the sexy things. So, you know, the question is, when when the rubber hits the road and you want to be productive with this thing, you know, what, what are the options going to be? What are the capabilities going to be? Um, now at launch or six months after launch or, you know, 12 months or the next iteration, so I, I I feel like yeah this this has a lot of potential to be 
a very, very big thing, mm-hmm. but there's still just a lot of questions. And this is also pretty much pretty much unknown ground for us, you know, it, because it's it's the first time in a long time that Apple has tried to introduce something that almost has no peer. And yes, I know before somebody emails us, you know, there have been there have been Microsoft headsets and Facebook headsets and yeah. you know or, and and you know call them what you will smart glasses goggles, um, you know that have been around for a long time, and the whole they've always kind of come up short of anything that any of us wanted to use on any kind of consistent basis. They're a nice oddity. They're you know I've I've slipped on plenty of uh, plenty of goggles at CESs. And mm-hmm. yeah, they're, you know, that's fine. Um, you know, some great little de- demos. But at the end of the day, nothing I could see myself saying, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to sit at the desk in the morning, drop these in and do something that I couldn't do otherwise, or that frankly wouldn't be easier to do otherwise. So those are sort of my measurements about how I'm looking at this. And we're not going to know until it actually arrives and we can go and and Apple's going to, interestingly, Apple's going to go and make us go to, you know, Apple's going to make us go to Apple stores and try these things on. So it's not going to be, I'll buy it, I'll try it for two weeks and I'll return it. You right. know, you're going to, you're going to go in there and you're going to get the experience. You're going to ask the questions that are relevant to you. That's, you know, that's when I will get some of my questions answered and then I can make a, a realistic purchasing decision. Yeah. How about you, Jeff? Is- I know. Is it something? What's what's your thoughts on the Vision Pro? Uh, I think Vision Pro is the Apple's biggest story of the year, and the, I mean, there's a lot of other intricate and and exciting and very interesting stories. To me, this is the biggest because this is Apple introducing a whole new platform. Right. And well, well, uh, as Chuck brought up, some people are saying, "Yeah, well, what about uh, about Quest and and." Uh, all, all of these other headsets that are already out there. That's not the same thing, at least based on what Apple is uh, is showing us right now. Apple's coming up with a whole new computing platform. That's big news. And whether or not it's successful or not, well, that's something that we'll be talking about for probably quite a while. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a very fascinating big story. I'm very interested in playing with Vision Pro. I, I can see where where someone like me that has a smaller studio space for um, you know, recording shows and writing, where this could let me use my space much more efficiently. I don't want to spend that money. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money. But at the same time, you know, I'm buying a whole computer with a completely new, different display technology and a whole new interface with with specialized technology for interacting. And it's, I mean, it's it's not just a, a quest. Yep. How about you, Ben, with Vision Pro? What have been your thoughts on this? About 10 years ago when uh, HoloLens came out, uh, it looked absolutely amazing. Now, ironically, this week it's dead. Um, yeah. yeah. Honestly, Vision OS and the Vision in the Vision Pro completely blew me away from a demo standpoint. But we're also looking at Apple's biggest gamble since the original iPhone. Yeah. Um. This is a space that is not clearly defined. Um, it's something so new that it could literally take five years to a decade to actually get traction. Um, it's the begin. It's literally the beginning of a story like the original iPhone. Um, how that story ends, we're going to have to wait and see. Yep, that's what we look forward to in twenty twenty four. When it comes to the Vision Pro, there's definitely going to be some exciting things here. Um, some of the notable things that there probably were, were a, a big surprise. I think the one big really stands out to me is the, the Apple Pencil, the USB-C version. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was mm-hmm. one of your one favorite of most, products in the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah one, of the, one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen them release. And I 
course did a, I did a review of it and, uh, yeah, don't, don't waste your money. Uh, so I'm, I'd be surprised if that, that pencil stays on the market much longer once they, you know, they've been already been speculating about potentially a new pencil to, uh, to the place that the one that they have now. So, uh, which has more features and a lot more of a thing to use. So, so that was kind of a bizarre thing that they did with the game to that. Uh, the other Dave, thing was I the think air- it'll stay on the market. I'm sorry. I'm totally no, talking no, over no, you. No, go ahead, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I think it'll stay on the market and, uh, and it will be the, the affordable end, the economy end, if you will, Apple pencil model. Okay. And then we'll have a proper replacement for Apple pencil two that, uh, that comes out sometime in 2024. No. And then the uh, the other thing was interesting was the AirPods Pro two with the USB C upgrade. Uh, that that came out. You know, a lot of a lot of people were wondering. Okay, I just bought ones with the Lightning connector. Now I've got the USB. Now they have the new USB C. That, that 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 didn't make sense, but it did make that sense because they needed to to get that switched over since uh, the iPhone fifteen moved over to USB C and made only sense to do it that way too. Um, so that was interesting. Of course, we we know the Apple Watch got a bump with the Series Nine and the Ultra Two uh, wasn't a huge bump. Like you made a comment about the Apple Watch, you have the Series Eight, you're perfectly happy with it. Mm-hmm. I had the Series Seven, I was ready to I was ready to upgrade, so that's why I I went to it. Um, uh, so you had that. Then if you can go back though, of course, iOS 17 came out, and as well as you know the Max. You know you have the M. You started with the M2, the M2 uh, MacBook Air started January of this year. And we worked all the way up to the M3 and M3 Pro processors for uh, that. That kind of surprised us towards the end of the year in October. Uh, that uh, uh, they they had those those, those Macs. So it was it was uh, definitely a computing centered year, uh, and a lot of services focuses too. They really didn't you know, even talk a lot about that, but their services uh, sales have just uh, grown by gangbusters. iCloud. Uh, they they are now offering up to six terabytes of uh, uh, of space now. I think or six or twelve. Is it twelve they offer now? I, 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 I yeah, forgot. you can get twelve if you want to pay a, for it. It costs you a pretty penny, but mm-hmm. um, does have that too. Um, uh, Chuck, what did what do you think? What stood out to you besides Vision Pro? Was there any other things that I just mentioned that that stood out to you? Yeah, very much. I think the M three is is kind of mm-hmm. the big story of the year. Um, because of the the power it delivers, yeah. the the computing power, uh, the the lack of power consumption, um, the options that it that it gives. How many years were we bar- barking and screaming and yelling about? We want a Mac Pro. We want a Mac Pro. We want a new Mac Pro. And now, yes, we do, we have a new Mac Pro, but really, you don't need a Mac Pro anymore. No. Um, you know, now you've got the, the this incredible line of machines with M2s and now the M3s that blow, you know, the doors off of anything that we would have we would have expected a Mac to a Mac Pro to be. And we just sort of kind of took it and said, oh, okay. And it was not I, I don't feel like it was recognized as the big deal that it was. Um, and so that is, you know, that's my thing is, is look at this, look at the number of nanometer process that this thing is built on and the fact that it delivers on all the promises that have been made. I, I, I just feel like it's the, it's the star of the show for 2023 from an Apple perspective. Yeah. Makes sense. You get get the final word, Ben, on, on, on our wrap of the year, 2023. I am completely uh, with with Chuck here. The A17 slash M3 generation uh, showed that Apple was not messing around this year. Uh, I mean, especially when uh, when you look at that uh, interview that uh, Raymond Wong just did for Inverse with Apple, uh, that this chip, in fact, the entire M or M or A series family. Or M and A were designed with gaming in mind. It's Apple doesn't want to be a part of your life anymore. It wants to be your life. Yep, definitely. Um, 
So that that's a lot of what a good summary of what happened in 2023. It was an interesting year. 2024 is going to be more interesting before we go, but I want to actually talk a little bit about cord cutting. Cause that I find has been a very interesting, uh, uh, year with, when it comes to that, with all the services changing and people canceling cable TV, like gangbusters because of it, it's ex- so expensive and they're just not happy with the, what the services are offering. But you're, you're just, the biggest thing that really has stood out is the price hikes. They've been, they're raising a lot of prices on all of the services. Netflix increased their plans. Netflix gone, went going to the, no longer allowing password sharings. And they've been cracking down on that. Um, Disney and Hulu are basically merging and you know, Disney purchased the remaining part of Hulu that happened this year. Uh, Paramount Plus, you know, they've, they've raised their prices, but uh, there's also chatter about the potential of Paramount Plus is going to potentially merge with Warner Brothers Discovery, which I think is going to be crazy if that happens. Uh, uh, HBO, which is now Max, they raised their pricing. And then you have Apple TV Plus raised theirs, and then YouTube TV, and so on and so forth. So they've been really... Uh, they've been really going down that road of, of, of raising those prices. Speaking of your more raising prices, so the story here in the show notes here, Amazon with their prime prime video. Now they're going to put ads in the, uh, in the video next year, uh, in January, unless you fork up a two ninety nine a month, uh, ad free, uh, premium to, to stop those ads from playing for you. Um, so you, you, uh, you're definitely seeing a lot of differences when it comes to, uh, with, with this. And I, and I think it's going to continue to be even more ex- interesting, uh, as we go down the road here. Uh, Jeff, what do you think? Where, where, what's your, been your thoughts of streaming this year? And, and where, where do you think it's going? Okay. First content, there's been a lot of really good content, yeah. uh, across a lot of different services and that's mm-hmm. really cool. So I like seeing that, yeah. um, as far as the pricing goes, holy crap. Um, Brian Chaffin and I were discussing how much money we're, we're spending on streaming services each month. And so we added up everything he's spending. And uh, <laughs> and we realized, oh, that's what he was paying for cable when right. he had cable four years ago. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's getting ridiculously expensive. I also don't like the idea of switching the 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 story so that instead of saying we will offer you a uh, a uh, discount service if you're willing to see ads, changing it to we we will give you a premium service if you pay us extra to not have ads. Right. It, right. It's it's a great way, unfortunately, I think, to drive prices higher in the space. And for a lot of people, I think we're at the point where they have to think about what services they really want. How important are those shows to them? Right. And that's why you're seeing services like Pluto TV, which is absolutely free, adding more and more and more and more channels. And you got to deal with uh, ads when you when you go to that service. And Zumo, uh, which uh, Comcast owns, another one that that you're seeing those types of service. Plex has got all these all these different. Uh, they've got the live streaming that's part of their their service too, and you got a lot of those channels, all ads. So uh, you mm-hmm. know, there is alternatives. So people are looking at it, and if if they they, they don't want to, if they if they're okay with not, not paying for, for ad free, then you know, so be it. I mean, uh, NBC's Peacock is another one that they're didn't even mention them that 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 they uh, uh, that 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 service is hurting. I know they're they've, they've been losing money on that service, so um, no no telling where that went. But you also got to take into account too the writer strike and the actor strike this year. Mm-hmm. That really put a big, big damper on, on on streaming in general this year. And they, I think I saw a quote of that mm-hmm. report. I don't have it in the show notes, but I think uh, uh, over the air TV, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, all the all the networks have had a thirty seven percent decline in viewership because of all the shows that have been gone. You know, for those five five months that the writers and the actors were out. So the new shows aren't coming until January now. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of shows I like to watch uh, on, on those, those channels, but, and there's that battle too. We didn't even talk about that is the fact that, you know, all, all those main networks want more money from, from these streamers uh, like YouTube TV and, and others, because uh, they don't think they're getting their cut. 
you know, and then and 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 the fact that Comcast and Spectrum and and many of the other cable companies out there are are starting to lose their um, lose their they're they're losing customers left and right. It's been the huge numbers, and and Comcast is going to raise their prices. You know, I have one house. I have to keep Comcast. Give me another nine dollars a month now uh, for for because That's significant, pretty significant mm-hmm. for for all the fees they want to add to. Chuck, let me bring you in to the final word here. What what what's your thoughts on streaming and where where things are going? I think there's a word that we all need to learn, and that word is no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't need all these streaming services. Right. We need the ones that deliver the value for us. And forgive me if I sound preachy, because I, I I don't mean to sound preachy, but I do get the sense from people that I talk to, people that I, I see online, and also emails that I get, that yeah. there's this entitlement feeling that if I don't have all of them, I might be missing out on something. Yeah. And I think we we all need to just say, hey, I don't I don't need this service. And if it's if the show you really want then maybe you subscribe for a month or, you know, whatever the minimum time is, you binge it and then you cancel. You may have to do a little more personal management of your your content mm-hmm. as opposed to just saying, oh, I'm just going to sit and watch everything. Um, I mean, there shows are being released like released right now that I would like to watch on on certain streamers. But you know what? I don't need to see them right now. And I'm going to try to stay away from spoilers. And when the time comes up that they get to my uh, the top of my watch list, then I'll look at what it would take for me to subscribe. Um, and it, you know that's it because the until they figure out a way at, that that you aren't they aren't just doing what they did to Brian, Jeff, and and mm-hmm. having him pay the same thing. You know it, it. I mean, it just blows me away that they have conned us all into believing that we need to subscribe to everything or we are missing out. So, you know, just say no. Chuck, you're absolutely right. And what what you're describing, as you were talking through the whole process of, well, then I can decide what service I want when, I was having a flashback to the music industry several years ago. And I was thinking, Pirate Bay? is going to become a household term in the same way Napster did. Because people aren't going, most people aren't going to do what you described. And instead, they're just going to find another way to get the stuff they want to watch. And uh, and they will do it in a way where the uh, content creators, the the studios, are not getting paid. Yeah, and so, Jeff, let's ping-pong a little bit. I mean, doesn't this smell of exactly what Steve Jobs was fighting? That if you you give people good value and make it easy for them at a reasonable price, they would much rather pay than go through the hassles associated with the the alternative alternative methods of acquisition, shall we say. And he was proven Mm -hmm. to be right. He was proven to be right. And... Yet these the the companies won't learn that lesson. They just refuse to learn the lesson, and, and they're making it even more difficult with with uh, the whole ATSC thing, the new version yeah. that adds in encryption for over the air three It's that is absolutely ridiculous. Yep. I mean, yep. who who is that helping? And the answer is not the consumer. Yeah. We we don't have a sports oriented um, audience here, but look at what the NFL has done. You know yeah. they have scattered their programming all over every pay service you can think of and beyond, mm-hmm. all, and all of the broadcast networks. And so as a result, you know you you have to. I mean, you almost have to have a scorecard to figure out which games are on which service when, right. and then how much am I going to be spending so I can watch the the games of my favorite team? Because it's not like, um, I'll, I'll take Dave's Chicago Bears. It's not like the Bears are always on Amazon or always on NBC or always on Hulu or, you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. Everything is scattered all over. So in order to, for Dave right. to satisfy his, his Bears craving, he has to subscribe to everything. Yeah, and in the case of the Bears, since Fox has not gone into this decade yet, uh, you have to have either YouTube TV or cable. 
Right. So, you know, so there you go. But I think that's kind of another thing. We have basically several services in different eras. I I think the only way we're going to be able to uh, kind of really get everything back together is uh, essentially Apple or Amazon or Google uh, essentially doing their own services cable bundle. Yeah, it could get to that. I, but Ben, I, I think you're spot on. We yep. we are coming back around to that again. Mm-hmm. It's Just, it's it's a vicious cycle. Different method to do it. So yeah, yeah, and and look, look, let me be clear. I'm not calling for anybody to boycott anything. You know that that's not it. But I'm saying figure out what your value is. And, you know, if how many shows are you getting from Apple TV on a, on a on a monthly basis right now versus how many shows are you getting from Hulu or from Netflix? And, you know, and if you're really using them, then that's great. But then factor in the fact that there are only so many days, excuse me, hours in the day that you can watch recreational TV. Mm-hmm. You, you start factoring all these things in and it's like you're you're wasting money at it. At a crazy rate. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, last word in the chat there, Brian F said that, that there was, there were a lot of people that were upset to the fact that Peacock was the exclusive place to watch a, an NFL game this week. Um, I, I'm seeing that's going to be potentially the trend. I mean, that, that, that was kind of disheartening because not everybody's going to subscribe to Peacock. Um, you know, they did offer it, but it's part of Comcast at some point, but it doesn't anymore. You got to pay for it. So, um, so I, I, I don't sure hope to don't see that because like you said, the NFL was a great, is a great example. You know, they, they spread all their, their games out. They've having had Saturday games that were, a lot of them were on the NFL network. You had to have a subscription for that if you wanted to see it. Um, and a lot of those, uh, a, a lot of those other games were not uh, able to see them. The NHL and hockey, they've been doing the same thing. You know, they're like a game tonight for our Chicago Blackhawks. It's on ESP, ESPN plus. I can't watch that because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. Um, so there's one thing I don't subscribe to. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, found the one. You got the yeah. one there. Uh, so yeah, so it, it's definitely I'm I'm finding it, finding it interesting every day. I mean, we I think it's a lot, a lot of great things to cover for the show for the future for 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 us here. And uh, it's been a, it's been a, just a interesting 2023, I must say, with with Apple and cord cutting and all the technology that we all love here, and it's uh it's a great thing here. So. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's go. Uh, let's uh, wrap this up here because uh, this was a great year, 2023. We had a great time talking about a lot of great things, and let's uh, look forward to 2024. But in the meantime, let's wrap the show up for this week. That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Mastodon, which is at intouchwithios at techhangout.social. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you are notified when we're live streaming like Brian and Webb and Cletus and many others. They're out in that YouTube chat there at youtube.com slash intouchwithios. We broadcast that live at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And uh, we'll leave the live I leave the live shows out there so you can go back and watch them as well as the, you can listen to the past shows in uh, audio format as well. Visit In Touch With iOS Magazine on Flipboard where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into the magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can also subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Casts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on the Macedon at DaveG65.Macedon.Cloud. And Chuck Joyner, thanks again for being here. And uh, where can people find you? Hey, David, thank you. Um, I really appreciate you having me on all the times this year. Yeah. It's, it's always a blast. You can find me at macvoices.com. Uh, that's where we're wrapping up our 2023 programming and looking forward to 2024 already. 
We do Mac Voices Live at on Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, with all of these fine gentlemen and more of our friends at youtube.com slash Mac Voices TV. We'd love to have you join us in the chat room, just like here at In Touch with iOS. On all of the socials, you can follow me, and you really should, as at Chuck Joyner. Thanks again, Dave. Thank you, Chuck. And Jeff Gamut, so glad you are here as always. What a great year with you, and uh, we're going to have another great year in 2024. But meanwhile, where can people find you? Well, Dave, I'm so glad that I've been able to be part of this. So seriously, thank you for including me. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this year's been a blast. Uh, all right, so where can people find me? Social media, Jay Gamut on basically everything. Mastodon, Instagram, and Threads, those are the places where you'll find me posting. Uh, pretty regularly then for shows um, Chuck is is gracious enough or somehow contractually obligated <laughs> to to let me join him on Mac Voices Live so Chuck thank you for that uh, so that's Tuesdays then here with you Dave on Thursdays then on the British Tech Network Thursdays for the big show Fridays for the Mac show and uh and a new episode of The Context Machine, the show Brian Chaffin and I do, is about to drop. We, we recorded that uh, um, actually just before this show. Nice. Great. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, last but certainly not least, it's so great to have Ben came on the show this year in 2023. What a, what a great addition. And, and you've been just awesome as a great contributor to the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, Happy New Year. Where can people find you? Well, Dave, first, it's been a pleasure to be here this whole year and hopefully for many years to come. Absolutely. You can find me at Ben Rathig on social media. You can find my writings on Rathig.tech. Uh, there's new content, a new logo. And uh, if I actually get to it, working on it a little bit harder, a new WordPress site re- replacing Blogger in the near future. Uh, as for shows... Uh, just whatever Jeff said, minus the context machine. <laughs> He's got that dog pat. Um, and uh, I wish I want to wish all, all of you a happy new year, happy 2024. And, uh, and I want to uh, really appreciate everybody who has listened this year. We love doing this show and want to continue to do it. And we're going to continue to do it in 2024. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll talk again in next year. 